Hello, my true feminine community. I freaking love you guys and welcome back to the show if you listen often. If you are new here, welcome. And I'm so glad that you are here, that you're joining the community. And um, if this, if you are new here or you've been here a long time, if you really are enjoying these episodes and you're enjoying the podcast, I would really appreciate it if you took a couple minutes um, to leave a review below and just let me know how the podcast has been helping your life. Um, It really helps um, get the show out there when you do that. So if you're loving it or you like it, it speaks to you and um, it resonates with you and you think it could resonate with other women, I would greatly appreciate it if you took a couple minutes to do that. So Moving right along, today we are going to talk about this juicy topic of vulnerability versus neediness, okay? So I'm really just going to dive dive right in. Um, you know, this is a very, very common question that I get asked a lot because a lot of what I teach on is the power of your vulnerability. Um, I talk a lot about staying in your feminine zone, your feminine energy, your feminine nature, Um, And part of the feminine part or, you know, in the parts of masculine versus feminine, the uh, uh, vulnerability goes in the feminine um, column. Like if I had two columns and one column was the masculine and one column was the feminine, vulnerability would fall under the feminine zone, your feminine nature. And, you know, one of the reasons being is that vulnerability takes a level of softness. It takes a level of um, going inside of your body, right? So when we become vulnerable, we are moving into our heart space. We leave out of our mind space. Our mind space is that space that's just thinking, um, processing, it is strategizing, it's got the agendas going on and it's trying to solve problems, right? Our minds start to work like that. And then our heart is the feeling part of our body, right? So our heart is um, where we feel emotions. Um, Your body is what feels and absorbs emotions, your body and your heart And so oftentimes the way that we can kind of distinguish between what is masculine energy versus what is feminine energy um, or whatever words you want to use, you can say nature. (laughs) I don't know. Some people don't like the word energy, but energy, I always just kind of emphasize this point that it's just like gravity or oxygen. We don't really see it, but we know that it is happening. It's being exchanged, right? So, um, but back to vulnerability and or back to the mind and the body and the difference, um, the mind is what we liken masculine energy to, right? So that is where we say that the mind is more of the masculine nature. It would fall under the masculine um, the masculine column, right? So if I had to, those two columns. And then vulnerable, and then your heart and body. So basically, below the neck is considered to be the feminine zone, and that is where our most of our feminine energy inside of us is. And then our masculine energy that we exude and we express and we have is coming from the mind, the um, head space, as sometimes we like to express and say. 
So um, it's very, very important when you are learning the art of attracting good, high quality masculine men that we stay, we learn how to polarize ourselves. So polarizing um, is kind of a term that basically means I might butcher it, but y'all y'all can go Google it. But polarizing, when you want when people describe things as being polarizing, it means that they are two opposite things. So the best way to think of that word is um, thinking of how we have the North Pole and the South Pole. So the North Pole is in the polar opposite, the exact opposite direction of the South Pole. And so when I say when in our dating lives in the dating world, um, it is super important for us as women to come back to our true feminine state. Hence the reason for the podcast and the brand and everything. So um, it's very important for us to fall into our feminine energy and to our feminine zone, right? And we want to get back in touch with the feminine side of us, okay? Um, And some of you might be thinking, well, of course I'm feminine. Like, I'm cute. I dress cute. I wear my lipstick, my high heels. Um, You know, I'm beautiful, right? Well, yes, you are absolutely beautiful. And I'm really glad that you're wearing that lipstick and high heels. But I want to just let you know that you can literally, I kind of use this description, but... um, it may not even be the best description, but you could look like a Victoria's Secret supermodel, okay? Because we all look at them, we're like, gosh, they're so beautiful, right? And so feminine. Um, you could look like a supermodel. You could look like a Barbie. How, whatever you think is the standard for, you know, whatever, the most beautiful, a beauty pageant woman. And she could, you know, and I use those those three examples because they are super feminine on the outside, And my point is, is that you can show up looking your most feminine on the outside and completely be operating in your masculine energy. This is why it is called masculine energy, because we are expressing from this masculine place. And just to give you guys, you know, know, helping you to understand the masculine column, okay, what falls under the masculine column is um, masculine is the giver, right? It's the giving energy. It is the, um, it's the one that that's always giving the one that's solving problems, the one that is strategizing, the one that is, um, fixing things. Um, it is the side of you or your energy that is, um, you know, has some sort of agenda and wants to accomplish and all those things. And guess what? You have that inside of you, right? Each of us have the masculine and the feminine running inside of us. Um, and, but it's important that we learn to tap back into our true feminine state. Okay. So the feminine is the soft, the gentle, it's the vulnerable. Um, it's always trusting. It allows it, um, um, it expresses, it feels. So it's the feeler point. Um, and it is the receptive position. So it is the receiver. 
Okay, so the masculine is the giver, the feminine is the receiver. So it's very important for you to understand that our position is not to be overly functioning and overly giving and doing both with our body, sexually, um, mentally. Um, our, our role, if we really want to stay truly feminine and we want to be polarizing, it's really important that we understand that we need to stay in the receptive position, in the responder's position, okay? So there's so much on this, but I just wanted to kind of lay that groundwork as I dive into the difference between vulnerability and neediness, okay? So um, let's dive into that part right now. So vulnerability, this is a simple like textbook definition for you, okay? Vulnerability is the willingness to show your true self and your true feelings, okay? So vulnerability tells the truth, the full truth, right, of what's actually happening with no expectations in return, okay? Neediness is desperation, right? It's the hopeless, desperate feeling that you cannot function on your own and you have to have somebody else to make you happy or complete. So those are two very different, very different um, angles to come, come into. So if you're wondering to yourself when you're talking to your man or if you're feeling like your needs are not being met and you would like to express this to a man, it's really important that you check in with yourself, okay? I cannot express the importance and significance of checking in with yourself, doing some little self-evaluation and going, huh, now I feel like my man, this is just like one example. Um, This is, and I'm just gonna shameless plug right here. This is why I love doing one-on-one coaching calls because I am a communication ninja when it comes to male and female and talking to each other. And so you can tell me your specific situation and I can help you write um, or um, speak to a man in a way that comes from true authentic vulnerability and is clear and kind of gets your needs met for the most part. Okay. So, um, but for the sake of the fact that there's uh, thousands of you listening to this and um, I do not know everybody's specific situation. So I'm going to give a very um, simple example. Okay. And this example is communication, right? So men and women, we communicate so differently, don't we? Um, Women have way more words in a day than men do. And um, so therefore we tend to um, feel most loved when we are hearing from a man a lot And a man's like, I'm good with like saying a few things and then like focusing on my work. Um, Because by the way, men are very single focused, right? So they hone in. They're very present. So if they're at work, they're present. They're singular focused. They're focused on what they're doing in that moment. As women, we are all over. We could think about literally what, like... 10 thoughts at one time. I literally can be thinking about like 20 different things at one time. So when my husband says to me, what are you thinking about? Sometimes I'm like, I literally just thought about 10 things in the last 10 seconds. (laughs) So which one do you want to know that I'm thinking about? Because I'm thinking about everything. So um, maybe you can relate to that. Maybe not. I don't know. But um, this is what tends to happen. Okay. So 
Men are singular focused, so to them, maybe they are not the greatest at communicating or even thinking to communicate all day long with you. But little needy old you, which by the way, I'm speaking from a place of knowing exactly I have been here, I have been there before where I have felt super needy and um, actually didn't feel very, you know, I, I worried or I got anxious if I wasn't hearing from a guy a lot. Um, and I didn't like it. And, um, so I had to learn, um, how to source my own happiness. And that's what I'm going to talk about as one of the solutions to kind of guard ourselves from becoming overwhelmingly needy, um, with a man, because here's the deal girls. Okay. Vulnerability is so beautiful. Vulnerability is super attractive to a man's heart. And by the way, a healthy masculine man, not a dysfunctional wounded masculine who is a narcissist. Okay. So I'm talking about a good, healthy masculine man. Your vulnerability is priceless. Okay. It is, it is, it draws the masculine in to you. Okay. But vulnerability done right. Now, on the contrary, neediness is a man repellent, okay? Neediness, it sucks the life out of a man. It turns them off and it shows this, it shows that you are so insecure and desperate. So we don't want to come from this needy place, but rather coming from this place of true, authentic um, vulnerability and um, speaking from that way. Now, before I dive into that again, I just have this story that I want to share with you. Recently, I have been babysitting this little girl. Um, I'm just doing this little thing for you know a friend of friend of a friend, and I'm watching her six year old daughter, and I'm doing it for the month of February. And then I'm not going to be doing it anymore. But just you know, I hang out with her for like three hours a day. Okay, so I take her to the park. She's on the park, and she's doing this like swing around thing. And there's a couple other boys who are around her age, probably six, you know, seven, maybe one of them was seven, one of them was six. And um, this little girl is that I'm babysitting is six years old and all of them are swinging really fast on this like roundabout thing. And um, the little girl that I was babysitting, she fl- flew off and she slammed to the ground really hard. And... Um, And she slammed her foot on the ground to the point where it really hurt her bad. And she was sitting there and she didn't break it or anything, but she just slammed it hard and she was sitting there. She was hurting. And actually, I don't even know if those little boys were on that swing, but everybody got off and they went away. And then this little girl I'm babysitting starts to kind of tear up. She's in this like vulnerable position. Um, I'm sitting down on the ground with her, kind of talking to her and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, these two little boys on the playground, six and seven year olds, come up to this little girl. And it was the sweetest thing I had ever seen. And it was just this beautiful picture of the masculine giving and desiring to serve and help um, and meet the feminine's needs. So it was precious because they they came up and they got low to the ground and they were just little six-year-old boys. And she's a six-year-old girl. And they said, are you okay? Are you all right? Is your foot hurting you? And they came and rose up and just really wanted to check on this girl and make sure. And I was, I'm a grown adult sitting there with her, but they felt it necessary to go out of their way to make sure that this little feminine girl was okay, that she, that her foot was okay. And they wanted to take care of her. And it was just the sweetest thing. 
And she said, no, I'm okay. And you could see that in that moment. And by the way, this little girl I babysit, she's super tough and athletic and everything. And, and so in this moment, it drew the masculine into her. And that is in our very nature. And, um, and so she wasn't coming from a needy place. She was truly authentically in some pain, right? She was authentically hurting. And so the ma- masculine were literally on the playground drawn to her. No feminine kids, no other girls came over to her, but the men did. These good hearted, nice young men came over to her that were around her age and they were probably in first or second grade. So anyway, want to give you that picture because that still happens to this day. Men want to meet your needs. They want to meet your needs. And so I want you to really understand that a good, healthy, masculine man desires to meet the needs of the feminine. But it's super important that how you express what it is that you need is not coming from desperation or this beggar, like I'm begging, I'm pleading. Oh my gosh, girls, hear me out, okay? Whatever you do, I don't care how desperate and anxious you feel inside of you, do not beg, okay? That's my advice to you. Again, you guys are grown women and you can do whatever you want. If you feel that's necessary, by all means do it. But as your little dating older sister, um, as, as like a big sis to you and the dating world, I would highly advise you, whatever you do, do not beg, okay? We do not beg, okay? Begging. And I, you girls, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like I think most of us have certainly been there where, you know, our man pulls away, they get frustrated or whatever. And the next thing you know, we're like, hey, 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 where are you? Hey, is everything okay? Are you all right? What's going on? Please, please. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'll do anything. Oh, please. Right? Like I I know I've been there before and I'm sure that a lot of you listening to this have also been there before. And so I just want you to become aware and be very careful not to be big, not to beg. Because the second that we beg, it positions us in this, it it empowers this negative part of the masculine um, to potentially do abusive things to you um, or treat you not as well. Um, and then also it tends to, tends, hear my word, tends, because I can never say that all, there are always exceptions, there are always exceptions. Um, but it tends to repel the man away. And I have seen it time and time and time again, girls who just are so quick to come back or so quick to, okay, whatever you want, whatever you need, I'm going to do it because I need you to make me happy. So when you become desperate for this person and you start begging or you start, um, you know, saying, I, I, if I don't get this, I cannot be here anymore. And the sass comes out. And, you know, the reaction happens and you start to say things like, well, you know what? I I just feel like I don't hear from you. Is everything okay? Like he's texted you twice that day and all of a sudden you think that he doesn't like you. And so then you start turning your masculine switch on and you start taking the reins. You start trying to make something happen and strategizing. And the guy's like, whoa, okay. And then you start saying, I need to hear from you more throughout the day. So it's all about the energy behind it, the spirit behind it, right? So if you're coming from this place, by the way, girls, this podcast episode is just going to go longer than 20 minutes. Sorry, I have a lot to say on this, but um, because we're almost at the 20 minute mark. But I want to say that that energy and that spirit behind it is always felt and seen. 
okay? So even though you may not be saying like, I need this, I need this, but in your head, you're thinking, I can't, I can't, I need to be hearing, I need to be, I need this guy to be texting me all day long. And if he doesn't, then I can't handle that. What, that's where I want you to check inside of yourself. What is actually happening inside of you in that moment? Well, what's happening on a subconscious level is you are actually, you actually believe that this man is the source of your happiness. And you could sit there and tell me till you're blue in the face. I don't think that. I don't think that. But if your action, if your reaction is, wow, I'm not hearing from him. I'm feeling rejected and I don't feel loved and I need this. And if I don't get this, I can't go on. I can't be in a relationship. Um, what you are saying is that this man is the source of your happiness. He is, you need to have him and without him, you won't feel complete without him. You won't feel healthy and ha- or, sorry, happy. And this is not a healthy state to be in now. True authentic vulnerability says, Hmm, let me assess what I'm actually feeling inside. Instead of being in my head space thinking I need to make this happen, fix this problem, solve this. I'm going to go inside my body and check in and I'm going to say, Man, when I don't hear from my man, when I don't hear from this guy during the day, I start to get scared. I start to get nervous. I start to feel anxious. I don't, I start to feel like maybe he's not that into it. Um, And by the way, girls, I do this all the time with myself. If I'm getting overly anxious or crazy or whatever's coming up inside of me, I go self-reflect. I go inside my body and I check to see what is actually happening. What's the root? What's underneath the surface here? And what you could say is, man, so you're back to checking in with yourself. I don't feel safe. I feel, I feel, I'm just scared. It scares me when I don't hear from him. Okay. Okay, Rachel, you know, this is me talking to myself and this would be you talking to, why, why do you feel scared? What is it about him that if he wasn't in your life, that you would feel like your life is not complete? So What areas inside of your life do you need to start filling your own cup up with while you are with him? Maybe you need to hang out with your girlfriends. Maybe you need to go do fun things while he's at work and you're not. What can you do to fill your own cup up to ensure that, you know what, at the end of the day, this man is not responsible for my happiness. I am. And Now, I can express to this man what it is that would feel good to me in this relationship, and then it's up to him. It is still up to him to decide if he wants to rise up to meet the need, and that's what true vulnerability does. Vulnerability expresses how you actually feel inside with zero expectations of this person to fix or solve your problem for you. Okay. So, um, so let's use the example of you're feeling like you're not really hearing from him that often. Okay. Or as often as you would like. So, um, this is the best way that you can speak or write him a text message or say to him, you know, express your need from a place that is vulnerable and not needy. You can say this, Hey, I was doing some reflecting. You could say that, or you could say, Hey, I was really thinking, um, or you could say, Hey, I, I've been doing some self-reflection lately. And, um, I just wanted to share with you 
that, um, you know, that, well, you can say, and I just wanted to share with you some of my, you know, thoughts. Um, you know, I love hanging out with you. It feels so good being around you. Um, and I love when you text me and you call me. Um, but I just wanted to share with you that, you know, sometimes during the week, I don't hear from you throughout the day. And, um, I just wanted to let you know that when I don't hear from you throughout the day, it makes me feel kind of anxious and um, nervous. And it kind of makes me feel a little bit like, you know, it makes me feel not as valued. And I know that that may not be your intention at all, but um, I just wanted to let you know that that's how I start to feel because I just want to be honest with you um, and clear. And then you can say, and then you can add, um, if you would be open to, or you could say, um, I would love, uh, sorry. (laughs) I'm literally thinking of this off the top of my head. So bear with me. Um, as we go, I'm, I'm thinking of the scenario. I'm kind of, you know, bringing it up, but, um, but then you can, you want to add, um, for me. Okay. So the best transition when you're kind of explaining things is always to say for me. So for me means I am coming back into the feminine. The feminine focuses on herself. It makes sure that you are caring and tending for your beautiful being first above all else. And when you do this, it draws the masculine in as well. So that's just a side note, but you want to say this, you want to add, you know, for me, It would feel really good if I could hear from you, you know, a little bit more throughout the day, maybe some text messages or something. Um, Is that something that you would be open to? So is that something that you would be open to? Um, And then you can say, um, and you can even add, if not, no, if not, that's totally fine. I just... Um, wanted to see if you would be open to a little bit more communication during the day. And then you could say, if not, that's totally fine. Um, you know, but that's totally fine. And I can see if I can, you know, handle that (laughs) in a relationship. Um, so I'm willing to also see if that's something that I could get used to, too. Um, But if not, you know, I may have to move forward. So you could also say something like that. Again, girls, I don't have a specific scenario, but when I am doing one-on-one coaching and you give me your very specific um, scenario, I can literally whip up a really uh, great way to uh, form the way that you speak to a man with true authentic vulnerability versus that neediness. And then typically it's the way to get your needs met. Um, so that was just kind of a broad, a very broad example of saying what it is that you need. So what you, what did you do? What did we do in that? Let's just say we were writing a text. What you said is, Hey, I've been reflecting. Everybody reflects, right? I've been doing some reflecting, you know, the last week and, um, I noticed, So all you're saying is, I noticed that, you know, I don't really hear from you a lot throughout the day. You could even say, I know that you may be really busy, um, but it would feel really good to me um, to hear from you a little bit more. Is that something that you're open to? And when you say, is that something that you're open to? What you're saying is, hey, dude, 
you are free to do what you want. I'm not forcing, I'm not pleading and begging. I'm just simply allowing you the space, very important, to make this decision all on your own without me manipulating or forcing anything to happen. And so that's what the beauty of always saying, hey, is that something that you'd be open to? And you can hear him out. And, you know, he might say, you know what? Honestly, I'm super busy during the day. It's a little difficult for me. But, you know, I could probably, you know, text here and there. And then guess what? You cannot change him. You are not going to beg him for anything, right? You're just going to say he, you can hear what he's willing to do to meet you in that middle area. And if he is not willing to do that, then you need to reassess and reevaluate and ask yourself, this guy may be super hot and charming and all this, but is this going to work for me for the long run? Um, is the, And this is why so much of this is so important to establish in the beginning, in the first couple months of dating somebody so that you can really understand so that you're setting a really good foundation in the beginning and coming to full on understanding. And I truly believe this is why me and my husband have such phenomenal communication together and we are able to work through so much so easily with ease. It's like easy and effortless, effortless in our communication and, and how that, how we express our needs and our vulnerabilities, um, without being needy. And so, um, so anyways, that is just a very small example. I hope, I hope that that was helpful for you in understanding a little bit more about the dating dynamics and, you know, the science, really the science behind dating and um, our nature and the way that God created us um, to be different and to that our polarization is our one of our superpowers and vulnerability is one of your superpowers. Neediness is not a superpower. Neediness is this um, insecurity that means, hey, you know what? You might need to go sign up for therapy and unpack some things that have happened in your past to really realize what's going on. Or maybe your neediness is an awareness, bringing you into awareness that, shoot, I need to go figure out ways to fill my own cup up on my own, even while I am dating somebody. What are other things that I can do to bring happiness and joy, the feeling of joy in my life, the feeling of happiness in my life? Because let's face it, when we eat a candy bar, we probably feel happy, right? When we get a massage, it feels good. We feel like in the state of peace and serenity and joy, right? Um, when you go to a comedy show, you are laughing. Um, when you're hanging out with your friends, joy is happening. It is coming. It is exuding. It is all around you, right? So what are all the things when you go for a jog, jogging literally scientifically releases endorphins, exercising, all of these things, they are all kinds of ways to fill your own cup and to be sure that this man brings me so much joy and happiness, but he is not my end all be all. And he is not the uh, complete source of my happiness. And he doesn't complete me. And when you get married, or even if you have been with someone for at least like two years, those honeymoon phases and endorphins and all the things they oxytocin, like a lot of that wears off. And what you're really left with is a partner. You're left with a buddy, your friend and nobody, I know no one likes to hear that. And they don't like to you know, even think about that, but it's really scientifically true, you know, and of course you have cycles of coming back into those highs, 
But, you know, a relationship, a long-term relationship, marriage and partnership, that stuff, it, you know, it, you drop into more of that. Hey, this is my friend. This is my buddy. And he's not making me feel super high all the time and happy, but we have fun and we have peace in our relationship. And we both know how to fill our cups up and continuously fill our cups up, even when all that intoxicating romance isn't always there. So, Um, It is super important for you guys to get really good at filling your cups up, right? So um, I'm going to jump off. I went like 11 minutes over than what I usually do. Um, But I hope that this episode was helpful for you. If you want to connect with me more directly, um, you can find me on The True Feminine, uh, The True Feminine, Instagram account. And the link is in the show notes for that. You can click that and it'll take you right there. Um, you can send me direct messages. I try to get back to them. Um, I can't get back to all of them, but I love to hear your stories, what you're going through. It helps me create content to really see, you know, to see where, where you guys are at. Um, I do weekly Q and A's there. I do a lot of things. I do story, um, dating tips every day. So, Um, If you are active on Instagram, I am definitely active on there. And that is a great way to connect with me more directly. Um, But uh, that is all I have for now. And then as always, the link will be below if you want to book a coaching call or a one-on-one coaching call, or if you would like to um, book a coaching bundle, all the things like that are going to be on there. So uh, love you girls. And thanks for tuning in. And I hope you guys have an amazing Sunday night because I'm recording this on Sunday night. So, and the rest of your week. God bless. We'll talk soon.